0: Hey man. What's going
1: on everybody? Welcome back to another episode off the post Boston sports. You got me Brandon and Carter. What's going on bud?
0: Well uh, as much as I would hate to start off with what well, we have to start off with it's unavoidable uh, with you know the uh, the death of Kobe Bryant and his daughter um, it's it's something that you can't ignore, obviously, with, you know, a guy like a man like Cody, Kobe Bryant having his foot in just about every venue in the professional sports world. And not only that, but in, in the world of entertainment, um, it puts a lot of things into perspective. And it's just the only word you can really say is devastating. And all it's all you need to do is is, is look at the impact and look at the look at the reaction from from everyone around the world, not just you know around the United States, not just around the NBA, but around the entire world. He touched a lot of lives um,
1: in many, many different ways. Guys, I'm 31 years old. Um, it was always Kobe when I grew up. Granted, coming from Boston, I didn't idolize him solely because if you were a Boston fan, you were not a Kobe Bryant player fan, but you had to respect his game. You had to see what he was doing off the court for people. Um, Like Carter just said, I I just got back from a trip to Florida. I flew in yesterday and uh, took a nap, and my phone just started blowing up. And it was 50 people, and then it was CNN, uh, local news. It was just everything. It's a tragedy. And I think the closest death in sports, at least in this day and age, of me being alive and understanding sports – was when Dale Earnhardt Sr. passed away. Um, I think this is a whole nother level solely because he was known and watched a lot more closely than Dale Earnhardt. But that's the first thing that comes to mind. Is like, when has this happened before?
0: It and, really, it really hasn't. And you know, especially you correct. Know, I'm, I'm t- like, I'm almost 23 years old, and this is the one. You know, you think about where he grew up. He grew up in Italy. You know, and his, you know his dad played in Europe and played in the NBA himself, but you know, his dad wasn't a superstar. And, and then, you know, he, sp- he spoke three languages. You did remember talking about Luka Doncic, uh, not like two weeks ago. I can't, it must've, it was recent, you know, he was getting heckled and in his native, I think it's Slovenian. And he goes, who was yelling at me in Slovenian? It was Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And you know, he's, you know, he's, he, he, t- he was such a fan of, of not only basketball, but he was, you know, all the major American sports and then you, you go overseas and he was a huge ambassador for the world of soccer, not only just, you know, in, in Europe, but, but on the national scheme. You know, is he, he promoted the, nas- the, the U.S. women's national team when not a lot of people were. And he and supported a supporter. He showed up with his entire family. Not
1: just, not just soccer, too, guys, and not just out of the country. Women's NBA or women's basketball in general, he was a huge supporter and a game changer for women's basketball Um, I do want to say this on record thoughts and prayers goes out to his family and loved ones, Absolutely. something that's not being discussed. And I, I, I understand it, but it's frustrating. Um, thoughts and prayers also need to go out to the nine other people or eight other people that were on that plane. You had, uh, a wife, a husband and a, and a daughter. Um, there's a lot of people impacted by this, not just on Kobe Bryant's side, and I'm not taking that away from him, but. All thoughts and prayers go out to everybody else involved as well. It, there's no it, it just – I've heard people complain already, like go, going out and about today. I've heard people say, oh, my God, I can't believe this Kobe Bryant thing. It's all over in the news. It's all Kobe. I didn't even watch basketball. Take sports out of the factor. If anybody wants to learn a lesson from yesterday, the lesson needs to be life goes minute by minute, second by second. Be grateful for what you have. Be grateful for who's around you. And just be grateful to be able to breathe the air in that you breathe on a daily basis, period. It can be stripped from you in minutes, whether you're the poorest person around or one of the most rich and famous that is on the earth right now. Be grateful for what you have, period. I I don't know what else to
0: say to that. I think that's all you really can say. And if, if, if the Bryant family gets, gets any ease from this, it's seeing the, the impact and the response from, from everyone around the world and, and how much he meant to them.
1: James wanted me – James Felton wanted me to give a shout-out or us to give a shout-out to his high school history teacher, DeMartha, one of the greatest coaches at any level, uh, Morgan Wooten. His funeral was today, RIP coach, RIP Kobe. Um, Brian said what about everyone else? No, I just touched on that. It it's sad for everybody. The only the only reason I don't think the others are being discussed as much is because probably the media can't gather that much information about those specific people, their backgrounds, their lifestyles, all that when Kobe's been in front of the TV and camera for years. They can speak hours about his and, impact and his family.
0: It's exact and, and this is absolute. Of course, of course, this is absolutely no disrespect to everyone else who was on board outside no. Kobe and his daughter. But you think about, you know, who did who did, and it's I'm I'm not I'm disclaimer. This is not a competition, obviously, but you know you think about who Kobe and his family impacted versus, you know, the lives that that these the seven other uh passengers, including the pilot, impacted. It's not like they didn't it's by no means like they didn't matter of course they mattered of course their lives mattered and of course their lives are important to everyone around them but you look at the reach that kobe bryant had along with his family and that's that's sort that's if if there's any reasoning for why kobe is getting um the broader spectrum of coverage and response that was that's why and and well, that's and, at least what I believe.
1: And I guess my argument is, and Megan says Gigi was going places she was a force to reckon with on the paint. She was a great athlete. Um, my my biggest thing is, if you don't want to hear about it, you don't like talking about it, you don't want to be a part of it, you don't want to see it, don't turn your TV on. Yeah. Just don't watch it. Put on the Weather Channel. Like, Do something. But don't go out on social media. I, I've seen memes come out about the death that are shocking to me. Somebody lost their life that impacted others. It's impacting family. It's impacting others that weren't even related. LeBron James was tearing up. Like, it's a big thing. And I know me and Carter don't want to spend 30 minutes on the death of somebody. But we both agreed that we had to make sure we we, we mentioned him, talked about him. His legacy will go on forever. Uh, Mark Cuban is retiring the number 24. Which I thought is a stand-up thing to do for a owner of a team that Kobe never even played on. So, uh, major props goes out to Cuban. Uh, do you have anything else
0: you want to speak to about the situation, Carter? Are you good? I'm good. I mean, everything that's that I think you know in the last two days or in the day and a half, everything that's been said uh, or has been said, you know, it's everything. I just think you can't. You can't love a man more than you more than everyone's loved Kobe Bryant. So nope. that's, well, that's where I'll leave that.
1: Since we are on the basketball conversation, Celtics got praying last night against the Pelicans. Um, the concerning thing I have about the Celtics, I almost feel that they're in the same boat that the Boston Bruins are in. They're the only team in NBA to beat the Milwaukee Bucks. And they're the only team in the NBA to beat the L.A. Lakers by double digits in the same season. But then they play a team like the Pelicans, who have only won, I think, 14 to 17 games all season, and they get destroyed. Granted, there was no Jason Tatum, but it just reminds me, when I think of a quick team, like, who does this remind me? I'm like, wait a second. This reminds me of the same thing the Boston Bruins are doing. They'll look
0: great for three to five games, and then they'll just get trashed by two or three teams. See, what I will say, though, is you're looking at now a Pelicans team that is only in their second game with, I'll uh, I'll say a Zion that's, I'm going to say at 80-85%. He's not, he's obviously not at 100% yet. Um, still rehabbing his knee, um, but getting more and more minutes and getting more and more responsibility. And you, you mentioned it, you, you know, no Jason Tatum, and you're playing against a, I'm going to call him rested, although I know he's rehabbing, and that's a lot of work, that rehabbing any injury is exhausting. But you have a Zion Williamson who's obviously already a superstar people are for whatever reason mentioning him for rookie of the year and we can talk about that later um well i guess i
1: guess where my biggest concern comes in is we hit the playoffs and tatum sprains his ankle he's out for a week or kimba's knees bother him he's out for a couple games this team is not good when somebody's not in the lineup and that's concerning because as good of a bench that we have the bench is great when those start when the starting five is starting but when the starting five is not starting and somebody has to come off the bench as a starter then this team can't win for whatever reason no matter who they're playing where they are they struggle when one of the key five or key four guys I should say aren't in the starting lineup they they can't compete and i again it's like the bruins i can't put a finger on what's wrong with them at this point
0: what i'll i'll, I'll do my best dependent on something but you know what when i when i the games that i've watched the celtics i have not watched every game as religiously as i've watched uh teams like the bruins or the patriots what i will say is i've seen every game i've watched it's been good basketball you know you'll you'll miss the shots that you you miss you're not going to shoot 100% from the floor that's just not going to happen the celtics issue seems to be from 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 the pattern of what i've seen it seems like it's just their slow starts. And I don't know how you, as Brad Stevens, you know, motivate your team to get off to a faster start. But the Celtics have started slow in just about every game yep. that I've seen and that I've heard about. And that's either shot them in the foot or it's, it's, or it's motivated them to, you know, to make these tremendous comebacks. But you can't win every game from, coming from behind. It's exhausting. And they it's, tried last night. It's, it's not what's going to happen for you, if you, especially if you go into a seven-game series.
1: They tried last night and they came up short. They're down by 20 at halftime. Then with about, gosh, three minutes left in the third quarter, they had cut it to eight. And you're like, okay, here we go. They're about to make that run. And then all of a sudden, starting the fourth quarter, they were down by 13 again. They cut it back to eight with about eight minutes or seven minutes left in the game. And then you get to the five-minute mark and they're down by like 16. And at that point, you know it's over. There's runs in the NBA. And that's all the NBA is. And that's why a lot of times I get frustrated watching because it's each team's going to make a run. It's who's going to match the run and who's going to exceed the run. If you don't match it or exceed it the first couple times it happens, that's when you're in that double digit hole. And if you're in that double digit hole with six to five minutes left in the game, the game's over. It's not like college basketball where they start fouling and these guys are missing free throws. It's, it's done at that point. Um, I still feel they are missing a big man underneath. I love Feast. Um Tice, yep. Tice. I love Tice. I love the way he plays. I think he's a great basketball player. But when it comes to that physicality standpoint, I think he lacks.
0: Same goes with Cantor. I mean you look at you look at both I mean you look at both those guys and you look at where they came from, where they came from Europe. And it's not that's not usually from what I've seen, that's not a, you know, the big physical game isn't the European style. They're shooters, they're passers, they're great great with ball movement, but it's not a big physical game over in Europe.
1: No. Um, I still think the Celtics will represent the East in the Eastern Conference Finals or will play the Bucs in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I don't see another team. I'm not afraid of the 76ers. To me, the 76ers are the Toronto Maple Leafs of basketball. They look good throughout the season. they got the big names that they need. They're killing people. When they make the playoffs, they just disappear. Um, and that's what Toronto does all the time. So I'm not worried about them. There's no other team in the East that's really, really concerning. But other than that, I, I'm, I'm having them with the Bucks representing the East. I think that's fair. I mean, until and, and the 76ers, and it could be this year that they do it, But until the 76ers show me something in the playoffs, they're not concerning to me. We haven't beat them once this season. Doesn't bother me a bit at all. Um, Some big talks coming up with the Boston Red Sox. Um, I want to start, Carter, by saying, once again, the investigation is still going on with the cheating scandal, and I'm putting my hands up for that for those of you watching. Um, They're not going to find anything like the Houston Astros. They're not. Uh, they walked back and watched video in a replay room. There's nothing set up. There's no buzzers. There's no trash cans. There is no somebody yelling signals up the bench. There, there was none of that. So, did they cheat and go to the replay room? I wouldn't put it past any team to do that. No, but the MLB has been known to have teams cheating on a consistent basis, but the Astros just took it
0: to another level. And what I'll say about that is you look at what the Red Sox have done and, you know, you, you know you, like I said, I'll, I've said this in past podcasts, you've already fired Dombrowski and now you fired Alex Cora. So the two main players and the two people who you would hold responsible generally are no longer with the organization. Will they still be banned? Will they still be fined? Probably. Will the Red Sox pro- lose draft picks and be fined? Probably just because of the nature of this investigation. But what I will say is what the Red Sox have done is, is you do it all the way down. You teach players to do that all the way down through high school. I remember, you know, you get a guy on second base, you try and find the catcher's cadence, and then you signal it to whoever's at bat. The Red Sox just happen to have that technology where they don't have to wait until a guy gets on second base. So, you know, you use the replay room, you find the catcher's cadence, you get a guy on second, and he relays that to the batter. That's just how baseball is played, and the fact that the Red Sox have technology that helps them do this doesn't look bad. And the fact that Major League Baseball has the technology to do that doesn't look doesn't look great. But base, Major League Baseball needs offense; they need a lot of scoring. Otherwise, they're just they're just not going to have any fans. And there's a point where you know you look back to the steroid era. Is this good for baseball? Is you know is can baseball get rid of this and still be watched? <laughs> We got some dogs. Baseball. Some dogs dogs. agree with me. So, you know, <laughs> they're, they're saying, yeah. So, you know, people want, you know, you, you hear people saying, well, bring back steroids. We, you know, it's, we'd love to hear, we'd love to see 50, 60, 70 home runs hit by a player in a season. That's just, that's just, we want scoring. We want exciting baseball. This season had the most home runs, I think, yes. of any past season total. And it's still, baseball viewership is still declining. So, at what point do you sacrifice? the integrity of the game for what's watchable. Well, that, and guys, and Beth just says there'll always be haters out there. For
1: any hater that wants to say anything about New England sports, please understand this. Baseball, sign stealing has gone on forever. That's why you see coaches do 90 different things like scratching dust off their shoulder to flipping their hat off, blowing a piece of bubble gum, holding the number five, seven, 12 up with their hands. That's why in football, Offensive coordinators and head coaches hold something over their mouth. That's why there's 90 different signs in college on the college football sideline. So they don't read their lips. It's insane. That. And then also remember hockey. I don't know if they do it anymore, but for years would measure the curve and the length of a hockey stick to make sure somebody wasn't cheating. So, and I'm not saying this, I get, it's so biased towards new England fans. When you say, everybody cheats. It's a true statement. Look at NASCAR. I don't know how many of you watch NASCAR. They have to go through inspection one to three times to get their car through tech. And it fails multiple times because they're trying to get a competitive advantage. It happens all the time. And one thing I want to say, I took a picture this weekend with Jose Altuve from the Houston Astros at Disney. He was the coolest guy I've ever met in my life. I was sitting right next to him, said what's up to him, asked him if he'd take a quick picture with me, he put his arm around me, took a picture. Awesome, great to meet him, cool experience. I post it on social media, and I get over 500 comments of, oh, did you know where you were going in Disney, or did he steal the signs? He's a cheater. Did you ask him about the buzzer? Why would you take a picture with a cheater? Guys, all these players and it goes to show with Kobe, are human beings. They're no different than us. So whatever they do on the field, whatever, screw it. Whenever you get the opportunity to engage with somebody at a professional level and they actually engage back, they've earned so much respect from me solely because they can shy you away. Yeah, they don't all have they want. I've met Randy Moss, and I asked him for an autograph, just me and him here in North Carolina. And he said, I don't sign anything and walked away. And I was like, damn, a guy I looked up to for years just told me he's not doing anything for me. So whatever
0: these guys do on the field, whether they cheat, don't cheat, they're all human beings, folks. And speaking of which, while we're on the subject of cheating, we can't not address the ESPN article that was published recently that that talked about how both ESPN and the league basically – it was, it was a false narrative about Deflategate. You know, there was, they you know, basically said it was no evidence. It was a minor, minor offense at best that had um, major penalties. And, you know, it, it was how you know, the league controlled the story and Roger Goodell didn't want any, uh, any evidence going in favor of the Patriots. And there was nothing really to prove. And all the tweets were false. And all the evidence that was proved was fabricated. And we're like, well, where was this five years ago? You know, and it, with while ESPN also sort of avoiding any sort of responsibility while being the one that published the original Gate article.
1: Yeah, they basically curled up and admitted everything
0: they said was not accurate. <laughs> if we're going to sum it up. While being, well, and I think it's kind of sort of a cowardly thing to do because you look at what the umbrella of what this news is under. You look at, you have, you have uh, the Super Bowl coming up. You have Zion coming back in the, in, in the, into the league, and everyone's going to be paying attention to these big things, and we're just going to slip into the fact that Deflate, Deflategate was kind of a lie. Which just is just the separate. opposite of what they do whenever the Patriots are quote-unquote cheaters. When
1: it's down and there's nothing to talk about in ESPN's board, then they bring up cheating scandal. There's when everything so many... else
0: is going on in life, Oh, let's just slide this under real quick. Maybe it overshadows. Can. It's it's overshadowed by so many other major news stories that a nobody's going to pay attention to it. People are still going to call the Patriots cheaters, and it's just like you think. Well, are the Patriots going to get the those picks back? <laughs> is is Robert Kraft going to get his million dollars back that he paid to the NFL? What is going to happen in response to this story being published? Probably nothing.
1: No, not at all. Um. Guys, mark
0: my word. Carter wants to
1: see if you agree with me. Mookie Betts will be traded, one hundred and ten percent, before the season even starts. And I hope he's and I hope he's traded. I just yes. want to see what the return is. Do not drop and invest all your money. Don't pull an, a, a Los Angeles Angels. Don't drop all your money into one outfielder when you've got other players like Jackie Devers, Benatendi, Martinez. Um, yeah, Martinez. You, you've got guys that you have to sign. And if you go ahead and you keep mookie one of my all time favorite Red Sox ever
0: you're you're screwed you're done you're in a hole so, and I know I know we only got like a minute or so left uh, so this is sorry guys this is one of our short podcasts this week but I want to hear your reaction to obvious to the to the to the charges saying that they are officially moving on from Phillip rivers <sighs> uh i I'm speechless
1: because I get concerned that there's two places that Tom Brady can go, and that's either going to be L.A. or Las Vegas. L.V. or L.A. Um, With Derek Carr jumping down the media's throat saying he's going to be the starter, that tells me Brady not so much L.A. or uh, Las Vegas. But it is concerning that when Giselle posted a video of their new kitchen in Connecticut on a rainy, gloomy, with no sun day, that the sun was shining throughout that kitchen as if they weren't in Connecticut. I know that sounds as a conspiracy, but it was mentioned on W E E I in the morning. And I looked at it and I'm like, wow, like it looks like a very sunny day. Um, They have moved on. And then the concerning part is the new England Patriots have told Tom Brady that they want an answer before March 16th. Well, you know why folks, because come March 16th, Brady is allowed to talk to other teams and I think Brady is not going to be willing to get a contract done before he's allowed to see what he can get on the market. That's, God, I hate to even talk about it. Yeah, and, and I, I guess that's, that's where we'll have to leave it, too. Oh, I hate it, guys. Uh, Pasta, Pasta won MVP of the All Stars. So check mark on his career. That was an awesome thing to watch. I enjoyed it, Carter. It seemed like that final
0: game they had was actually really competitive. Absolutely, and and I have to I have to mention it before we go. Yeah, the women's three on three tournament was phenomenal. Awesome. Yeah, it was phenomenal, unbelievable. Wanted USA to win, but it. Uh, Canada's it is goaltender phenomenal. is the story of that game. Lights yeah. out.
1: Oh, absolutely, um, guys. If you haven't, we got some amazing news. A company called First Impression is making T-shirts for us. We're finally getting some stuff
0: out for you guys. Um, we need to thanks. emphasize it's first impression, not first impressions. Plus. Yes, Rich. no yeah. S on the end, first impression, because
1: uh, it's the first one that matters. He uh, is a great asset to us. Uh, the shirts have come out. They're on our Instagram, and they're on our Facebook. Uh, they are 1995, or 19 yeah nineteen ninety five for uh, small, medium, large, extra large. Double uh, X is 22 triple X is 24 If you go to the Instagram or Facebook and you comment, share, and like, you'll have an opportunity to win a free off-the-post sports Boston sports hoodie uh, this coming Friday. Also, if you place an order before Friday, you will get free shipping. So make sure you guys go like it. Get your orders in now while we do the free shipping and have that capability. But, again, big shout-out to First Impression for allowing us to do that. A lot more to come, guys. Uh, Like Carter said, this is one of our shorter podcasts. We hit the main points we needed to, and it's going to be exciting. Uh, No Bruins until Friday, so that sucks. But uh, (laughs) Tom Brady every day is going to get news because that's what's going on. Carter, you got anything else, bud? That's it for me. Guys, as always, all Boston, all sports, all the time. It's off the post, Boston sports. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Peace, Carter. Peace.